Welcome back. George Raisley is literally a brilliant political operative with decades of experience in over 300 campaigns at every level. These days, he is the managing editor of a superb publication, Richard Vigory's Conservative HQ, which you can find at conservativehq.com. George, it's good to have you with us. Welcome back to Securing America. Thanks for having me back, Frank. You've been reporting on a whole host of subjects uh, about basically the home front. And I'm anxious to take stock with you on several different aspects of it, uh, George. Maybe just starting with the proposition that uh, I think a lot of people still find unimaginable, and that is that we do have enemies within this country. Um, one of the most prominent of them, and a guy who seems to be doing a lot to embolden and empower the others, is a fellow by the name of George Soros. Uh, talk a little bit about your insights into his activities and the problems that they constitute for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, you mean the uh, the guy I refer to as Nazi collaborator, George Soros? Well, I think that's one description. Um, it's apt, yes. Yeah. Um, well, Soros has accumulated uh, a fund of over 15 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars to put into uh, not just typical Democrat causes, but far left uh, communist uh, causes, uh, everything from sanctuary cities to opening our borders, and perhaps most uh, importantly, training revolutionary cadres uh, is funded by Soros. And he's by far the biggest funder of the things that are destroying America, uh, literally billions of dollars uh, every election cycle uh, into these causes. And uh, I suspect, although, you know, I, I couldn't prove it sitting here today, that almost every one of the bad actors uh, leading these organizations that are undermining America uh, is is or has been on the payroll of George Soros at wow. one time. Let me ask you about two that we have been hearing a lot about lately. Um, George Soros's funding for prosecutors, uh, district attorneys uh, and the like, on the one hand, and secretaries of state across the country as well, George. And it seems as though these are two strategically vectored attacks on sort of cornerstones of our republic. On the one hand, the rule of law, and the other, the election integrity that uh, our system of government depends upon. Yeah, Talk absolutely. a little bit about what he's up to in those regards and, and the damage that's being done as a result. Well, there, there are dozens of prosecutors across the country and, and, and candidates for elected prosecutor uh, who are pursuing these far left jailbreak uh, policies that have been you know, funded and trained by Soros. Uh, San Francisco, Chisa uh, Bogdan is just, you know, one, but uh, suburban uh, D.C., um, even, you know, rural Louisiana mm. uh, have prosecutors uh, that have been funded by Soros. And these are the guys behind these uh, no bail release um, policies that are turning, you know, our cities into 
uh, urban wastelands inhabited by feral humans, uh, yeah. you know, something right out of Clockwork Orange. No, it really is, George. And it, it's not just that they're, you know, giving people, you know, get out of jail free cards. It's that they're simply refusing to prosecute a whole host of crimes. Um, and, and again, the lawlessness that is afflicting our cities, um, among other places, is, uh, is extremely insidious. Um, how, about, how about the election integrity piece? Uh, we've certainly seen in election 2020 what secretaries of state who, in some cases, were Soros elected, I, I suppose, or in others, just, you know, sort of falling in line with their uh, willingness to look the other way at election fraud. How serious is his contribution to that problem? Do you think? Well, it's it's huge. And again, um, you know where this is worst is at the local county level, or you know where you know these guys uh, don't put on huge campaigns. Uh, they're relatively obscure, uh, but they're the ones that are the initial vote counters. And if uh, Soros uh, dumps a half a million dollars into a local election officials campaign, they're going to win. And they're going to approve drop boxes, unsupervised drop boxes. They're going to mail unsolicited absentee ballots to everybody who's gotten a driver's license in that county, and so on and so on. And, And it you know, is just uh, basically they run elections on the assumption that fraud helps them. Right. And indeed, it seems it does, uh, at least on certain occasions. Um, George, let me switch gears because uh, in terms of elections, uh, one of that is coming up, obviously, is the congressional midterms. Um, you've done a recent profile on uh, Senator Rick Scott of Florida, um, who I believe is chairing the uh, Senate election, uh, you know, sort of program for Republicans. Yeah. Uh, talk about a platform that he's come forward with, much to the consternation and I gather the upset of uh, the Senate's top Republican, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the uh, title of the article was something to the effect of Rick Scott uh, proves that Mitch McConnell is a phony. Mm. But uh, uh, essentially, Scott came up with the 11-point platform, if you will, uh, which is all great stuff. It probably, you know, polls it. 80% or better with uh, Republicans and independents. Uh, it's, you know, energy. Republicans security. and independents. That's and independents, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, it's all solid, conservative, mainstream type of stuff that, uh, you know, if you read out those 11 points at your, you know, morning coffee clutch at any diner in America, everybody would start clapping. Mm. Well, McConnell doesn't want to get pinned down to doing anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> and he literally said so. And um, so. So in uh, terms of, you know, contract with America or promises for what you will get if you mm-hmm. return the Senate to Republican control, Scott uh uh, is offering some specifics. McConnell is saying, uh, we want to run on, I guess, basically a platform that we're not as bad as the other guys. Is that kind of what well, it Well, yeah. And, and uh, what, what they don't want after the election is if they do 
get the majority. They don't want anybody to come up and say, hey, wait a minute, this is what you promised to do. Right. Uh, because, you know, they will revert to being Democrats light if they don't have at best an agenda that they've committed to. Yeah. And you that's know, the so establishment, the, uh, the, 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 the mono party, I think they call it uniparty. The uniparty. Yeah. Right. So um, if you're a conservative, uh, you'll not only like what uh, uh, Rick Scott is offering, but um, you'll be horrified, I suppose, by what is on offer otherwise. And uh, I hope that that will inform decisions this fall. Let me ask you um, if I can, uh, about one other idea that uh, is now being brooded by Joe Biden uh, aggressively. And that is, uh, you know, all of this uh, inflation stuff, or at least the very substantial contributor to it, that is um, the increased cost of gas, uh, gasoline specifically, is uh, is actually just uh, Vladimir Putin's fault. Um, and George Raisley, I think you take a different view of that, but um, why would he be trying to get away with blaming Putin for what might not actually be entirely his doing? Well, because, you know, it's literally Joe Biden's fault and the mm -hmm. Democrats' fault. And it's, you know, even uh, even a one-armed one economist could, uh, to, could prove and demonstrate that uh, that's the case. I mean, inflation's gone up every month he's been president. Gas prices have gone up every month he's been president. And these are and policy. Because he started out as president doing a wrecking operation, as I call yeah. it, on our energy security. No? Absolutely. I mean, these are all policy price increases. You know, if you um, reduce our ability to produce uh, oil and, and uh, gasoline and natural gas here at home, then those increases show up not just at the pump for commuters, they show up for truck drivers who are hauling your produce. Right. Um, they show up for plastic manufacturers that are using natural gas as a feedstock. Uh, they show up in the cost of fertilizer. Right. And uh, so there's an inflationary cycle here that is totally policy driven. It's not that demand has significantly increased. It's that policy-driven supply reductions <laughs> have driven up the prices, and those prices, particularly of energy, flow through the entire economy. They do indeed. And to the extent that they're damaging the entire economy, uh, George Raisley, uh, you can understand why Biden would want to deflect blame, but... Um, is he likely to be able to get away with it quickly? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Rasmussen uh, did a recent poll that showed that, you know, a substantial uh, majority of Americans blame Biden's, you know, policies for inflation. And uh, so, you know, contrary to what Democrats think, Americans aren't stupid. Um, they occasionally do dumb stuff like, letting Biden get away with stealing the election. But, um, you know, they're not stupid. They understand economics and they understand, you know, these are policy-driven inflation numbers. Right. But this is why it's so vital that they have information that they can rely on. And it's something that you provide at conservativehq.com. Scott, uh, Scott, 
I'm so pleased to have you with us, George Raisley, talking about uh, Senator Scott, among other things. Come back to us again soon with updates, if you would. Next up, we're going to speak with Ambassador Pete Hoekstra about Europe. Lessons learned. What's coming next right after this? <laughs> 